This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We'll do it live! it! Do it live! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Amen! <laughs> Who remembers Bill O'Reilly? Whatever happened to that guy? He's got a podcast or something uh, now, I think. There's never going to be a better intro Every time we play it, and I tell you every single time, he's touring with uh, Donald Trump later on this year. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Okay, that, that happened like a year ago, didn't no. it? He's still, it's still <laughs> coming up? Yeah, it's still coming. It's going to be, I think, December of this year. Oh, yeah, he has two tour dates, and they're both, it's like they're Texas in Florida. and Florida or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's wild. Oh, welcome to the morning A world beat. where he's on tour. You'd like to be on tour. I'd love to be on tour. You're a I, star. Why aren't you on tour? I don't know. I'm so jealous. And then my sweet, sweet baby... Uh, friend Aaron Encinas, who is actually on tour with Miley Cyrus. No big deal. We had dinner with him last night. I said, what is the tour world? He goes, oh, I'm just, this is his life. He goes, oh, you know, I just needed to make time for my mother because I have to leave again. I'm going on tour with Kelly Clarkson. And then, you know, I'm doing all the music for Mass Singer. So it's it's been a lot. I was like, so you're on tour with Miley Cyrus, Kelly Clarkson, <laughs> and do the music for Mass Singer. Okay, well, I got to host a morning show, so I got to go now. Bye, honey. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> Listen, he should I, be jealous. He should be he jealous. He should be jealous of me. I'm going to tell you this. I'm proud of us. Because yeah. we get up and we do the thing every single day, Michaela Gordon. So don't you dare scoff at the good work we're doing here at the Morning Beat. Clap for yourself, honey. It's important work. It is important work. I've been vamping this entire time as my computer completely crashed and I don't have the rundown for I was wondering why you're being so surprised. <laughs> Coming up in 15 minutes from now, here on the Morning Beat, uh, one state has moved LGBTQ plus history out of their capital, but was it due to uh, legalities or homophobia? Uh, we're going to be talking about this, and then a little bit later on, uh, a teacher involved in this story is going to be joining us in our third hour. Is that correct, Justin? You're, you're... No, no, no. This is a slightly different story. Uh, this mis- teacher also in Missouri, you know, just by coincidence, oh. was fired because he had a pride flag proudly displayed in his uh, classroom, was very opening and welcoming to the community, and he was fired for it. So yeah. we're going to be talking to him um, in the 8 o'clock hour yeah, here in the on the West hour. Coast, 11 o'clock on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did hear you explain that to me this morning. However, my espresso was still kicking in, so I kind of ignored you. So thank you for that. Update, did I Justin. sound like the Charlie Brown parents? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Generally that speaking, yeah, that's most mm-hmm. days. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Not just However, you, according to an article <laughs> we did earlier this week, women love a mumbler. I. That's attractive. Yeah. Do gay men? I don't know. Do you? you? Tell I'm me. not a gay man. I'm not really into it. I mean, you do like when the ball is gagging a meal, so. Now, that's a different scenario. Oh, okay. That's not mumbling. If you just can't talk because your mouth is busy, 
Okay, let's move on. Okay, so good coming morning. up on our next hour, also. Hey. <laughs> uh, we're joined by one of our Jameses today, Justin. Which James would that be? Uh, flip a coin. Mm, gay Hello? or Simmons? And gay. James Gay, gay. our therapist, because it's Therapy, therapy Thursday. Thursday uh, calling in to talk about gay men refusing to see uh, gay men refusing to see his dying grandfather and why he did that. Uh, should we forgive? Uh, those at the end of their time here on earth, even if they did something really, really awful to us. And I've got a personal story uh, that I'm going to share as well. I'm going through something similar right now. Nobody's dying, thank God. However, you know, um, life can change very, very quickly. And when that happens, sometimes people who you've maybe cut out of your life see it as an opportunity to sort of weasel back in, Mm -hmm. uh, should you let them. Yeah. I literally texted my therapist about this yesterday. Oh, you had therapy yesterday, so did I. I did. Uh, I had therapy Tuesday. Today's Thursday, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think therapy I had it, Thursday. I, I thought you had therapy yesterday. I think I had it Tuesday. Okay. Pretty sure I did, yeah. I'm still recovering from it. It usually takes me a couple days. Great. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. It's time for news on the beat. What do you got? All right, there's a lot going on. President Biden is expected today to unveil a plan that will push for new vaccine mandates and testing programs as part of a revamped approach to ending the pandemic. The administration's plan will focus on vaccinating the unvaccinated, further protecting the vaccinated through booster shots, keeping schools open, increasing testing and requiring masks, economic recovery and improving care for those with COVID-19. Meantime, data revealed that the risk of severe breakthrough COVID-19 cases is higher for older adults and for those with multiple underlying medical conditions. And as doctors feared, it is children who are getting hit hard by COVID-19 as school restarts. This virus is really going for the people who are not vaccinated Uh, And among those people are children who do not qualify for the vaccine. A record 2,396 children were hospitalized with COVID-19 as of Tuesday, according to official data. Well, guess what, morons? Here's the thing. We've known this (laughs) since the beginning of time. This is what drives me crazy about people. Guess what, morons? Well, the anti-vaxxers are so... And my sister's one of them. She won't vaccinate her kids. She won't vaccinate her entire family, right? Yeah. And... This, this idea that, oh, I'm going to be fine, I'm healthy. Well, guess what? Your kids are. And if you understand science and how vaccines work, once they don't find a host, once they don't find a body to, to get sick anymore, they go try to find another one. Yeah. And so if they've worked their way through our senior population and then through our healthy middle-aged population, guess what? They're going to go to kids next. That's how viruses work. So now... They're making their way into our our children's bodies, and do we care about that yet? Yeah. As Americans, do, like, do we care? And Apparently that's, that's, not, babe. That's the front. And these are the same. These are the same people that watch a couple dozen kids get shot up at Sandy Hook, and then and then claim that they're actors that that made this all up. These liberal actors, yeah. and it's the same sort of mentality that now makes people not care about kids. Because they want them to have their yeah. their freedoms to not wear a mask. It's just so silly to me. Silly. All right, let's do some weather. It's going to be a high of 86 in Palm Springs, 75 in Houston, 70 in New York with light rain, 70 in Baltimore, 84 in La Quinta, 84 in Cathedral City, and 66 in Cleveland. Now give us a vibe of the day. I want to do that right now. Okay. I'm do it right do you here. Do you want to fan? No. Here and now. Ready? I'm just pick a random one. Here it goes. Yeah. Here's your vibe of the day. Never wait. Life goes faster than you think. Oh, oh, I actually kind of like that. Yeah, one. I kind of love that one. Mm. Amen. All right, coming up, one state has moved LGBTQ plus history out of their capital. Was it due to legalities or homophobia? We'll discuss next. Meet me in St. Louis, Louis, me. Oh, St. Louis. I love the great Don't state of Missouri. Oh yeah. What's it called? The what state? The show me state. The show me state. 
Show me yours, I'll show you mine. Amen. That's my kind of place. I think I need to call HR. Apparently, Missouri's not that place, though. Okay. They don't want to show us right now. It was a gay exhibit uh, that was being displayed in the Missouri State Capitol. Um, it was called Making History, Kansas City and the Rise of Gay Rights. It was a traveling exhibit organized by students in the public history program at the University of Missouri, Kansas City. Uh, it was in Missouri State Museum on the first floor of the Capitol in Jefferson City for three days last week, right? This is progress. Missouri is a pretty conservative state. Yeah. Like very, very conservative. Uh, however... This has now been moved to an adjacent building uh, with the governor and the Missouri Department of Natural Resources, which oversees the museum, saying that state law wasn't followed in the decision to put it in the Capitol. Apparently, in the state of Missouri, the law requires approval of exhibits by the Board of Public Buildings. Uh, the governor, Mike Parson, who's a member of the board, along with Lieutenant Governor and Attorney General, that's what they're now saying. Okay, well, they didn't follow the rules. You know how much I love rules. Rules are made to be broken. Love. But also, you got to kind of follow them. But is that actually what's going on here? That's the question. Now, Greg Razor, uh, who's the only out gay state senator in Missouri, is saying it's a bunch of BS. He says, quote, the interpretation of this statue is ludicrous. Uh, if that's what they um, are holding on to, then be consistent and let's remove every item out of that museum, the administration, and the state parks took that exhibit out of the state capitol and they put it in a closet. Ooh! Okay. Honey's coming for him. Okay. What do you think about this? I don't know. I feel like... Here's the problem. Uh, Because here, just for context, there are other exhibits that are in that same museum that have not been approved, that are still there. This LGBTQ plus one existed for three days and they yanked it. Yeah. I feel like... I was very heated when we did a story just a couple months ago about how they wanted to take like the Holocaust out of history books Mm -hmm. and they wanted to just sort of act like none of this happened. And the problem is having LGBTQ history is very important, not even for others, but within our own community, because we always go back to this. We love this new generation, this new generation that just doesn't care. Yep. Um, But it came it, we started somewhere, and yes. it's important to always give love. And I was talking to two of my dear friends. They're in their 30s. They're getting ready to get engaged, and they both come from very uh, religious homes. And they sort of made mention that they were going to get married to their families, and their families both had meltdowns. They've been together for five years. Both families love the other partner. They treat Both families treat both boys like their sons. Uh, it took a long time to get there, but they treat them with a lot of love now. However, when they decided to get married, now they're having a meltdown. And they were like, well, what did you expect? We've been together for five years. We're obviously going to progress into the next stage of life. Sure. And in 2021, we often don't hear those stories, mm-hmm. but it's still happening. Homophobia is still real. You're dealing with it with your own sister. Oh, wait, I, I, and, we've been together nine years. She had a full meltdown and I talked to her about my wedding and told me she couldn't come because she would be devastated and because that's not what God planned for. I'm like, where did you think this was going, sweetheart? Right. We've been so, together for nine years. Having this LGBTQ history yeah. is important, even for our own confidence, to see how far we've come. Amen. But also... There's nothing like knowing where you've come from sure. to go to know where you're going. And to know that you're not alone. Yes. And I'll say this. Listen, we talk about oftentimes as Americans, the greatest generation was the World War II you know, veterans, right? That's We often refer to them as that. And I, I won't make the argument that there's any other generation greater. You right. Know? Um, in some ways, though, I think this generation coming up behind us right now is the greatest generation because they're kind and compassionate. And that matters to me. But you can make that argument all day long, right? 
I think in our community, the greatest generation of queer people are those probably in their 50s, 60s, and 70s right now who lived through Stonewall yes. and the civil rights movement who also lived through the AIDS epidemic and are still living through it, who lost countless you know, brothers and sisters. And I think that is our personally our greatest generation. And the interesting thing is that because before before things really, really started to turn in the 1970s with the churches in the United States kind of taking a different stance. Um, and it really happened to some degree in the 1940s. Then there was another wave in the 1970s. And all of a sudden there's this anti-gay rhetoric happening, right? And then they're starting the, the, the gay cancer of the 80s and they're blaming gay men and their, and their lifestyle choices and whatever uh, for them dying, which is ludicrous, of course. But uh, I think that before... There, there, there's always been gay history. There's always been queer existence. And so many people aren't aware of it. Yeah. Right? Even in their own community. I've had to teach so many of my straight counterparts, friends, family, random people, that there is gay history. Like, look into it. Like, there are coffee table <clears throat> books of, of lovers, of partners throughout, you know, the oh, Army, the Marines, beautiful. the Air Force, from World War II and, and World War One. Like, you can, you can find the history. It's all there. Yeah. And a lot of gay people, queer people, don't even realize it because we haven't been taught it. Well, and because it's, it's not community. also available. It's just yes. not available. So things like this in Missouri, a governor taking an exhibit out of the Capitol Museum after three days, like seriously, like that's what, problematic. What is that? What is that going to accomplish? Like I, it, literally, again, it was called "Making History: Kansas City and the Rise of the Gay of Gay Rights." Like, come on. Yeah. What's the agenda there? Yeah. Gay well, rights. We'll continue Come having on. this conversation. I think it's totally upsetting, though. And uh, and I'm grateful that we have this station to continue talking about the history listen, of our LGBTQ people. Missouri is a complicated state. And we actually have a teacher from Missouri in the 8 o'clock hour, um, about two hours from now, who's going to be joining us uh, to tell us exactly how complicated they are. All right. But first, Polly Kenny is joining us to talk on the conservatorship of Britney Spears. Is it finally over? We discuss. Coming up next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Go, go, Power Rangers. Not a phrase I hear often or lately. Amen. But Michaela has a... Has a reason to get excited about the uh, Power Rangers once again in what's popping coming up in just a moment. I'm going to tell you something else you can get excited about. 
the power of positivity and talking through emotions. That's right. Talk has the power to save lives. Join Channel Q on Thursday, September 23rd at 6 p.m. for I'm Listening. It's a live two-hour show featuring some of the biggest names in music and sports and insight from some of the most respected mental health professionals as we strive to destigmatize talking about mental health. You're going to hear personal stories from Lil Nas X, Billie Eilish, Lizzo, Normani, Shakira, Justin Bieber, and so many more uh, this year. Listen, it's been tough. It's been a challenge, so much uncertainty uh, in in all of our lives, but you're not alone. It's okay to not be okay. So Mm -hmm. join us Thursday, September 23rd uh, from 6 to 8 p.m. for I'm Listening right here and on the Odyssey app. Uh, For more information, visit imlistening.org. It's important that we talk about things, right? I mean, there's a lot going on in the world. Yes. Um, But on a lighter note, on a happier, more joyous note, Go, go, Power Rangers. Go, go, Power Rangers. Okay, that's that's your intro to what's popping. Okay, well, I'm going to go then. (laughs) I loved Power Rangers growing up. I remember watching them at my grandma's house, my cousins. We all used to play Power Rangers. Um, And they're coming back. And it's so nostalgic because I have a niece that is turning five literally tomorrow. And she loves karate. She's a wild baby. Natalia? Natalia should be five tomorrow. Oh, I know my data papa. I told you the dream I had where she you were in my dream and she crawled right into your lap and she held your face. And then she just laid on your shoulder. And it was like the sweetest dream I woke up. I was like, that's so random. When did you tell me this? I told you this like two weeks ago. Did you dream that you told me? Or you No, told I me? told you. And then you're like, I think I told you. <laughs> well, she loves you. And, well, you just and, made my day. In the dream, she loves you. Great. Uh, and it was so sweet. She's my baby. Uh, but I also have an, an 11-year-old nephew. And if they want to watch Power Rangers, it's exciting because they've introduced their first LGBTQ ranger in the latest uh, franchise. Uh, Power Rangers Dino Fury Izzy, the Green Ranger, is seen with the character Fern. The pair walk hand-in-hand in, hand in the final moments of episode 13, which is shown in a clip that's making its way around social media. Uh, the series will not hit the U.S. audiences until later this month. But it's a big deal, and people are very happy about it, and I'm very happy about it. They look so cute hand-in-hand. Hand. I'll just say this. I haven't really watched a lot of Power Rangers. My guess is that the word D-I-N-O is probably pronounced dino, like dinosaur, not dino. Oh, I have an Uncle Dino. That's I know. You're why. very Italian. I knew that. Oh, I'm thinking, that... like, you probably know a Tino and a Dino. And yeah, a, yeah, and a Tony. <laughs> I literally have an Uncle Dino. He's my favorite. It's Dino. You little Paisan. Like, are you a Paisan? I'm your Paisan. Yeah, I'm you your are. friend. That's right. <laughs> I love that you remember that. <laughs> All right, well, coming up at our next hour, James, a gay marriage and family therapist, joins us to discuss a gay man refusing to see his dying grandfather and why do we agree? I agree with him. We'll discuss. We're going to be shedding some tears in just a moment because a gay icon has passed. Uh, Michaela has that uh, information for us in News on the Beat. We're not going to really shed tears. We're going to celebrate a a very special life. Um, But also, I do want to let you know that coming up in about 15 minutes, we're having a a tricky conversation, one that I think a lot of uh, people in our community could relate to. Uh, There is a thread on Reddit in the Am I the A-Hole section uh, that we oftentimes cover uh, as a joke here. It's usually fun. But this this gay man was asking, should I go to my grandfather's deathbed? Because uh, I'm being requested. However, he tortured me my entire life with homophobic t- uh, rants and things of that nature. Um, and does he deserve me at his deathbed? 
we're talking to our marriage and family therapist, James Gay, about this because this is a is a conversation that comes up oftentimes for queer people at some point in their lives. And uh, we want to make sure we have this conversation and handle it with kid gloves. So James is joining us in about 15 minutes. So stick around for that conversation. If you're if going through something similar in your life uh, and you're wondering, you know, do I need to step up and be the, quote, bigger person? Well, not always. No. And he's going to tell don't. us why in just a little bit. So stick around for that. Uh, right now, though, uh, let's honor an icon, Michaela Gordon. What do you have in news on the beats? Well, uh, it's very exciting. Uh, we have a lot of great news. I was going to talk about Power Rangers because I love Power Rangers. Mm. Uh, but we're going to talk more about um, uh, an iconic move. Uh, Carl Bean, the HIV and LGBTQ activist, gospel singer, and minister who sang the LGBTQ pride song, I Was Born This Way, died at 77 years old. Bean's song inspired Lady Gaga's anthem, Born This Way, off her 2011 album titled The Same. She said his song was like a sermon. Take a listen. I'm happy. I love that. In the 1970s, Bean found success as a Motown singer working with legends like Dionne Warwick, Sammy Davis Jr., and Miles Davis. I love Miles Davis. Being an out gay man gave up his singing career after being asked to croon love songs about women. This is an important conversation. Mm. I know it's news on the beat, but this is an important conversation. He was asked to croon about women, yep. and so he completely threw out his career. And now you're watching Little Nas X make out with another man on television talking about singing with men. This is why these icons are so important. This is why we cannot erase history. This is why it is important to know where we came Mm -hmm. from because we did not always have the luxury of doing what we wanted to as gay people. And uh, and Carl Bean was an icon. And how scary... How scary to be one of the first. Yes. Because you know that you're not going to get you're not going to get there. You're not going to get to the top of the hill. At all. You know what I mean? You know, you're, you're literally set in the pavement. You're literally throwing away your career, and you're going to face an uphill battle your entire life so that a generation later might have a better chance. And so you're staying authentic Ugh. to yourself. Yes. It's rough. All right, another news. California Governor Gavin Newsom has been doing everything he can to persuade women to vote no on the Republican effort to oust him in Tuesday's recall election. And Vice President Kamala Harris yesterday helped deliver the message. You have to understand that this recall campaign is about California and it's about a whole lot more, Harris said, trying to nationalize the race by voicing her outrage over the conservative agenda, particularly Texas's new restrictive abortion law. Harris's involvement comes as Republican candidate Larry Elder told reporters he believes there might very well be shenanigans in the recall election, continuing the baseless GOP effort to undermine elections by suggesting wrongdoing, though a lot is different about this year's recall in California. Former Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger described it as exactly the same as when he ran, and California's homelessness crisis is a top-of-mind issue for many voters. Now let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 84 in La Quinta Cathedral City's 84, 70 Baltimore, 59 in Seattle, 57 in San Francisco, 68 in Kansas City, and a high of 106 in Palm Springs today. Now give us a vibe of the day. Never wait. Life goes faster than you think. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. All right, coming up for Therapy Thursdays, a marriage and family therapist James Gay joins us to discuss why a gay man is refusing to see his dying grandfather and why, if we agree, we'll discuss coming up. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Uh, it's time for Therapy Thursdays with our uh, in-house therapist, marriage and family therapist, James Gay. Uh, thank you so much for being here, James. Um, 
You know, this, this conversation uh, is a tricky one. And I think it's one that a lot of our listeners will be able to relate to. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has gone viral on Reddit. And one uh, Reddit user shared, uh, this is in the Am I the A-hole <laughs> section. We usually do like fun, lighthearted stories from this. Uh, however, um, one person shared uh, that their grand- grandfather was on his deathbed. And this person is a gay man. Uh, and he said he will not be going to visit his grandfather on his deathbed uh, because of all of the homophobic torment he suffered as a child. Um, this one's tricky. This one's interesting because I just had this conversation. I don't speak to either of my parents. And when my grandmother was passing, uh, my mother didn't speak to my grandmother for a long time. And she had a lot of guilt and remorse. However, my grandmother was a saint. And people ask me, okay, well, if your mom and dad are dying... Would you go to their deathbed? And I feel like that's a tough question because you obviously don't want any regret, but I've a lot of pain has been caused. And I don't think that blood is thicker than water. I've never thought that. And I feel like if you disrespect me, I don't care if you're my parent, um, and in a respect and in a and in a traumatic way. I'm not talking regular disrespect. I'm I'm talking they've caused a lot of trauma and refuse to acknowledge it. Uh, I don't know if I'd sit at their deathbed. So yeah, how is you, there a, is how, there a way to work through that? Yeah, how do you talk to somebody who's going through that and making that sort of decision? Yeah, it's it's so personal and contextual. You know, if there's been absolute verbal and emotional abuse, you know, um, neglect, sexual abuse history. I mean, things can get really, really complicated in a lot of different ways. You know, I don't think it is our responsibility as adults to subject ourselves to more of that kind of abuse if it's likely to occur. You know, I think it's good for our own mental, emotional health and well-being to set those limits and boundaries. And sometimes that's caring from a distance or letting go of you know, the care and the felt sense of obligation that we have that's often produced by society's expectation that we just, you know, there's these concepts of blood is thicker than water and, you know, you have to just do it regardless of how you've been treated is just not rooted in reality of multiple situations like this. Well, how do you deal with, because I'm dealing with something not quite as drastic as this, but something close to home as well, a family member. And, you know, for me... And I'm sure this this man probably experienced this to some degree as well. My mom always wants me to like fix things with my sister, who who is my family member, who I'm having similar issues with based on my sexuality. And my mom and her family and neighbors have made comments though. AJ will forgive her because that's what AJ does. It's who he is. And I've done that my entire life. So I can imagine this man whose grandfather is now dying, who is you know home, terribly homophobic to him his entire life. Um, there, there might be an expectation sometimes on members of our community in particular, because I feel like we're a little bit more compassionate, a little bit more compassionate, a little more, more empathetic, right? We have a stronger ga- grasp of our emotions because we've dealt with them in our entire lives. Like, yeah. is it ever on us to really be the ones to con- constantly step up? Is there any truth to the, you know, the value of stepping up and being the bigger person all the time? Or is there a time where you no. just say, stop? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think someone here has an opinion about that. Okay. <laughs> Trust You're me, like, I've, I've nobody, heard her opinion. Nobody asked me. I want to like, no. hear from the expert. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, I I I, uh, I don't think that we are obligated as oppressed minorities, as sexual and gender minorities, to constantly be in the position where we are turning the other cheek or uh, subjecting ourselves to maltreatment. I think that is something that is, you know, oftentimes a learned, a socialized sort of pressure that we have you know, in, in, you know, from the, the majority culture. And I just think it's, it's really harmful in so many ways. We deserve to be treated with value and respect and just basics, right? Just, I mean, we're talking about basic right to exist as we are and live our lives in an authentic and loving way. And if that is, you know, that needs to be non-negotiable, quite frankly, yeah. in all relationships, whether they're family, friend, or otherwise. <laughs> Listen, this is how my brain sort of works, and I'm very analytical, mm-hmm. right? I always try to see things yeah. from every perspective, sometimes to my own detriment, to be honest. I, I, I put myself in other people's shoes more often than <laughs> I probably should, but let's just play angel's advocate here. You know, because some Reddit users said, hey, maybe, maybe... Because people do change at the end of their lives, right? And maybe there's a chance that your grandfather actually just wants to, like, apologize to you. Is there a cost-benefit analysis that you do in a situation like that? Like, is is there is there a situation where maybe as this man who has been tormented by his grandfather's entire life for being gay, maybe he could find some sort of closure in that moment? Is it worth opening yourself up to that sort of – because maybe he might not find it. He might be devastated. Um so how do you sort of weigh that? How, how would you advise this man if he were your client? Oh, yeah. You know, it really depends on whether or not he feels he's doing this for himself. Is there something that he needs to say? You know, is there some closure that he needs in meeting or communicating with him, you know, before he dies? And, you know, and if even if that were the case, are there ways that he can protect himself going into this situation that he has an, op- an exit strategy that he can leave at any point in time that maybe he assesses out the situation a little bit more to gather a little bit more information before investing his emotional psychic energy and space and going there in the first place. And then three, you know, that, that it's, it's really, that he's really, really certain that this isn't for, you know, coming from a, a place of, a felt sense of obligation that he has to in order to X, Y, Z, you know, it's really, it's, it, these are really, really difficult circumstances. Um, and we need to tread lightly. Oh, the other thing I wanted to say about this too, is that, you know, it's really important that he protect his younger inner child within him, that his adult self is showing up and voicing and protecting Mm. that her kid should, that grandfather start to say things Amen. again like he did when he was younger so that he's not subjecting that part of himself to continued abuse. And then I love listen, that. And if it doesn't go the way he needs to, just grab a pillow. Yeah, suffocate him. I saw it in a movie once. No? no don't advise that? Right. No? It's Maybe, bad, bad okay. advice? You know what? I'm dealing with some stuff, okay? <laughs> okay, coming up. Thank you, James Gay, Marriage and Family Therapist. We appreciate you. Coming up, drinks you enjoyed at 21 that you just can't drink. Now I've got a list, honey. and It starts with Malibu.
Rum. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. I tell her, baby, 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 Come on. Fireball. I want to tell you this. I was supposed to interview Pitbull back in, I think, 2014 at the American Music Awards. He was doing his rehearsals, right? He was hosting that year, I believe. And I was sat in his dressing room, and I waited there for about an hour and a half. And then he came out of rehearsal, and all of a sudden they come in, they get me, they say, this isn't going to happen. I'm like, wait, what? They're like, no, it's not going to happen. He's tired. He's really sweaty. His forehead sweats a lot. He's not camera ready. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I've been sitting here for an hour and a half. And they're like, sorry, not today. And I never got to interview the guy. Oh, my God, I always really? wanted to. That's I love so Fireball. Annoying. I love yeah. Fireball the song. I love Fireball the drink, bum, bum, the alcohol. Uh, and it's 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 our segue into a segment uh, that we've been kind of looking forward to. Uh, drinks from our younger years that we wouldn't touch with a 10-foot pole today. Oh, my God, listen, I have a list. And and Fireball for me is not on. I know it's a very young beverage or, or, or liquor. I get it. My family and I polished off an entire jug of Fireball at a Thanksgiving one year and ended up having a dance party to Beyonce, my sister and I did, in the living room until 2 in like the morning. Blast. So Fireball is still on my list. I'll still drink it. Yeah, even I do too. Even I if love it has Fireball. formaldehyde or whatever people say it has, and I don't care. But what are the cocktails that you used to live on when you were younger and wouldn't go near today? Okay, I did a lot of Malibu pineapple Ew. and Malibu Diet Coke. No. That was like my drink. And also like the amount that you have to drink to even drink feel like 42 anything, of them. It's like 4,000, right? But I had this incident happen. I must have been. Not an incident. I had an incident. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I got invited to Chelsea Bernier's 11th birthday. Who's that? A girl I used to sing with. Okay. A goody goody, if you will. All right. And they were all there at this little party. Doing goody goody stuff, very basic kind of gals. But I really wanted to be inside of this clique because they were all blonde hair, blue eyed girls. Michaela, did you say her eleventh birthday party? Yeah. So this is an old story. Wow. Yeah, it was. I was eleven. <laughs> okay. And everyone was like blue eyed, blonde hair, and they were like coloring, and I was like, this sucks. Maybe I was twelve because maybe I was twelve. And so there was her cousin Sunny. She had to invite Sunny because Sunny was her cousin. But Sunny was a wild woman. She was crazy. She was 13. Whoa. Yeah. It's a big deal at 11. She had brown hair. Oh. How dare her. And so we went outside to the pool and she had Southern Comfort. And she said, do you want to sip? And I said, yeah, Sunny, I do. You were 11? I was 12 maybe. (laughs) And we sat outside till the sun rose. Me and Sunny and Southern Comfort. My dad came to pick me up in his Saturn, and he farted a lot. <laughs> and he said, "What's that smell?" And I was like, "You." And I went to sleep. I can never, I can never drink it again. Oh, Ooh, Southern Comfort's a weird one. Mm-hmm. I, I get Southern Comfort. I put it in my eggnog. It's the only time because okay. Southern Comfort actually makes one of the best oh, eggnogs yeah, out yeah, there. Yeah, so yeah. holidays right around the corner. Pro tip. Uh, but there are a certain number. There, there are certain drinks that as a bar, I was a bartender for many, many years. You know. Yes. We met when I was a bartender and you were a server at the same restaurant 15 Amen. years ago. And there are certain drinks that if somebody orders it, you know immediately, oh, you just turned 21. Like you're a child still. Southern Comfort is one of them. Southern Comfort and Lime Shots. 
We used to do a lot of those yes. back in the day. Some other oh. giveaways. Some other giveaways. If somebody comes up and orders an adios, a oh, screwdriver. Yeah. Oh my God, an adios. Or a Long Island iced tea. They are no older than 23 tops. 100%. Not even possible. I used to drink. I used to be able to throw back uh, cranberry, cranberry, vodka cranberries. Oh, so easily. And then I thought as I got a little bit older into my 20s, I would drink uh, Cosmopolitans because Sex in the City was all the rage when I was growing yes. up. And so I thought I was like one of the yes. girls. A little bit Samantha, a little bit Carrie, a little bit yeah. Charlotte. I was uh, never, ever Miranda. No. Um, all my friends would probably tell you I'm Miranda, though. But that was what I used to drink. Another one I used to drink, Jaeger Red Bulls. Oh, God. You ever drink those? Uh, I can ne- I, yes, and I will never drink another Jaeger again. Jaeger is disgusting. Does anybody over the age of twenty five drink Jaeger? I don't. Honest uh, question. I don't know. I don't know. Old German men. I know you, that. Ooh, do you remember kamikaze shots? Yeah, remember I, those? Well, you know what's so funny? So when people want to like <clears throat> get you shot, you have to be a server to know this. But yeah. sometimes a waiter, or even at the Abbey or somewhere, get a round they'll of shots. go, "Hey, I'll get you a round of shots on me," and they give you the kamikaze yep. shots, and you're like, "They're the cheapest shots ever made, and they're disgusting. Keep them." I'll tell you this. I, when I first started drinking, I remember one time I was in I was in high school. I think it was summer. I think it was our first night actually of summer after my junior year, and I wasn't really a big drinker, but my friends were, and they were trying to get me to start. And I was always in sports during the year, so I never drank when I was in season because I didn't want to get in trouble. Of course. But then it was summertime, so we borrowed my dad's full size conversion van. And the thing, there's so many stories in that van I can tell you, but they we decided to go to this club in Lima, Ohio. It's like 30 minutes away. It's like a big city compared to us, right? Maybe 100,000 people. I don't even know. And so we drive there. They're having like a teen night at the club, like one night a week. On a Friday night, you can be 18 or older and go. So we pile up all of our friends uh, and we head to this club. Well, I had a friend who was a little bit older who bought us some booze. He got us a bunch of uh, Mike's Hard Lemonades and down-home punches Remember those little Jack Daniels yeah, wine coolers? Yeah, nasty. Right? And got us a bottle of like Kamchatka vodka, whatever that cheap stuff is, pop all of one of those. And then I went and picked out, because my little gay butt was like, well, we need mixers, guys. We need mixers. And we need ice, obviously. But I don't want to pay for the ice because I was too broke. Obviously. So, and I only collected so many dollars from all my friends. I went and bought Tropicana Twister, um, orange pineapple strawberry or something as a mixer. And then instead of buying a dollar bag of ice to save money... I got Tupperware containers of my mother's, and I put ice from our freezer in it. Loaded up the tr- loaded up the van, went there that night. I didn't drink on the way there. I drank while I was there, then sobered up and drove home. This is a terrible. I do not advise this. Next morning, my mom wakes me up. I'm so hungover. She comes up screaming to my bedroom. Get your butt down here. What is this? They found the tiniest little bit of a wrapper from a down-home punch and busted me grounded me for the Girl. first month of summer on the way home we stopped at the mcdonald's because they had those trash cans that kind of stick out from the trash can and so we didn't want to get out of the car because we were afraid that we were going to be unloading yeah, empty booze bottles and get busted i live in a small town everybody knows everything so we stayed in the car so nobody could see us and we're emptying all this trash right and we thought we got everything one little i'm not even kidding it was a half square inch of wrapper and busted us and the only i was like how on earth did you know my stepdad says you had containers of ice hidden under the seats before you left and a bottle of Tropicana Twister. I was like, what are they going to do with that? Just all drink juice? I'm not stupid. I wasn't born yesterday. Yeah, we so love that. Was, that. that was my down-home punches were my thing when I was younger. I love Wouldn't it. Wouldn't touch one now. It's all Never. sugar. It's disgusting. Okay, well, speaking of not touching sugar, we've got some news and what's popping, honey. Uh-oh. Because a very big fitness instructor 
who blew up in the pandemic, is hitting, going to Dancing with the Stars. Oh, yeah. I'm and excited this about this. is a big yes. deal. We'll discuss coming up next. We've got some major announcements and what's popping coming up. Also, uh, one of those announcements includes a, a newly minted gay icon, if you ask me. This guy has gone viral the last couple of years. He's really thrived in the pandemic. And Michaela has the details for you in what's popping. But first, I've got some details you don't want to miss. You know, talk has the power to save lives. It truly does. I believe that. Uh, and you have the opportunity to join Channel Q on Thursday, September 23rd at 6 p.m. for I'm Listening. It's a live two-hour show featuring some of the biggest names in the music and sports industry, along with some insight from some of the top and most respected mental health professionals uh, as we all strive to destigmatize talking about mental health. We need to do it. It's healthy for us. Uh, you can hear personal stories from uh, Dan Reynolds of Imagine Dragons, Lil Nas X, Billie Eilish, Shakira, Justin Bieber, Willow Smith, and so, so many more. You know, this year has brought challenges and uncertainty to many of our lives, uh, but you're not alone. Uh, it's okay not to be okay. Let that sink in for okay, just a moment. Okay, Demi Lovato. That's right. So join us Thursday, September 23rd from 6 to 8 p.m. for I'm Listening right here on the Odyssey app. For more information, visit imlistening.org. And now, Michaela Gordon, I'm listening to you. What's popping? Okay, listen to me, honey. The Dancing with the Stars season 30 cast has been revealed, and it is iconic. Uh, Spice Girls member Mel C. Sporty. Yes. Yes. Uh, Actor Brian Austin Green. Okay, 90210. Jojo Siwa dancing with another girl that we knew. That's cool. Um, The Talks co-host Amanda Klutz, which is amazing. We talked about her so much as her her husband. Yes, yes. Fought COVID last year. Uh, Iman uh, Shumpert. Yeah. Who I only know because of Tiana Taylor because I'm obsessed with Tiana Taylor. Well, I love him because he played with the Cavs back when they won a title back in 2016. Uh, He played with LeBron and and Kyrie and those guys, Kevin Love, back in in the day. Beat. I love it. But the most most important person, I think, mm-hmm. uh, Say it. is Cody Rigsby. Yes. He needs no introduction. He needs nothing. He went from Peloton screens to television screens, honey. People are obsessed with him. Why? Take a listen. It's like you are a, you are asleep and a bitch just threw water on your face, okay? Like, whoo, let's go. Let's go. Or like, have you ever missed an alarm? And the minute you recognize that you're late, Bitch, you're up. You are up. So pull up. The alarm is ringing, honey. Ring, ring, bitch. Wake up. Three, two, one. Come on. (laughs) I love... I'm riding a Peloton. I'm getting a Peloton. I'm getting a Peloton. I have one. I haven't been on it in a year. But I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. We got that Peloton bike early on because we happen to be friends with Tunde, who is a Peloton instructor, also also an icon. She can call into the show. She should. The world has changed, honey. She just posted on her social media they launched a private line of clothing of athleisure wear. Peloton did. Yeah. They timed that just right with this announcement. Listen. But the world has changed. Peloton instructors are now on Dance with the Stars. And if you don't understand, it's because you don't understand. Yes. He is an icon. My fiance is obsessed with him. My cousin, Lindy, married with two children. Very straight. Her obsession is Cody Rigsby. Yes. And I I, I I, went through a moment where I was jealous of him last year. I'm not jealous enough to get back on the bike and work out. But right. our, our Peloton bike that we spent thousands of dollars on is really, really great for drying uh, wet laundry oh, on. Oh, good to know. It's really good. I was on it three times last year, and then I haven't been back. But I might now because Cody's everything. Well, listen, I'm getting on your Peloton bike because I want to be woken up by my alarm clock. Nervous, scared. You can borrow my shoes. On the bike. You could probably fit both of your feet in one of my shoes. Oh, a thousand percent. The height <laughs> difference is ridiculous. All right, coming up in our next hour, Missouri teacher is forced to resign after his pride flag is compared to the Confederacy flag. And it's ridiculous. We'll discuss next. 
Coming up this hour, we're heading back to the state of Missouri for the second time this morning as a teacher there was fired or forced to resign, I should say, uh, because his pride flag was being compared to a Confederate flag. This story is wild. Lord have uh, mercy, honey. We're talking about it in about, yeah, about 14 minutes from now. So make sure you stick around for that conversation. Uh, currently, though, uh, in a little bit more uh, LGBTQ friendly news. Uh, what do you have for us, Mr. Yeah. Gordon? Well, this is amazing. So Power Rangers Dino Fury has made franchise history by introducing the first ranger who is out as a member of the <gasps> LGBTQ community. What? Green Ranger Izzy Garcia is shown holding her girlfriend's hand in an upcoming episode that has already been shown in France. Fans quickly reacted to the news online as they celebrated the inclusion of a queer character into the franchise. A clip from the episode shows the other characters finding out that their fellow ranger is gay when she walks off holding her girlfriend's hand. There is no big coming out scene. Being queer is just presented as a normal aspect of her life and fans quickly jumped on the opportunity to feel seen by the series and reflect their own lives. Executive producer Simon Bennett replied back to all the fans enthused about the big moment with his own message of support and excitement. He said, very happy with the the reaction to Power Rangers Dino Fury episode 13, which has aired in France. Really looking forward to when it is available in the US and I can jump into discussions. I'll tell you what, I loved watching the Power Rangers. I was the only girl in my family and so we would play Power Rangers. And um, I always remember the Red Ranger and the Pink Ranger being boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, but it probably would have changed so much if I would have seen the Pink Ranger and the Green Ranger being girlfriend and girlfriend. I would have loved that. My niece, who's going to be five tomorrow, she's missing a tooth because I made her rip it out. It's motherhood. Uh, I'm really excited for her to watch that. In case she's a lesbian. One, you know you're not her mother, right? Got it. Two, okay. never watched an episode. Power Rangers? No, never. But I'm almost shocked today for a reason you might not expect. I was under the assumption that they were all gay all the time. Because they look really very, very, very queer. Listen, okay, the bodysuits were intense. I'm also still convinced that Spider-Man is also homosexual. Batman. Did he come out as bisexual? Yeah, finally. But my entire childhood. Comics and those like superhero types of things are very, very, very homoerotic. I know, but they wear those bodysuits, honey. Like yeah, I wear mine. I mean, I'm like, <laughs> okay. Did you ever? Do you remember Alicia Silverstone? Duh. Did you? It was. Did that do it for you? Oh, and Clueless. No, no. When she. <laughs> wow. What was her name? Batgirl. Yeah, Batgirl. Oh no. Ruby How about Rose. Halle Berry? No. As Catwoman. No, I wanted to be those women. I didn't want to be with those women. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted to be them, and then I wanted to... That tracks. Fame has always been your number one, so no, that makes more sense. No, they were just high femme <laughs> women, and I wanted to be friends with high femme. I liked them more in Drudge, but she... Like, I was into um, Mel Shane oh. from The L Word. You always reference The L Word. That's because that was the only representation we had. I, I wish lesbians had one more show somewhere. Can we have one more? Oh, I'm, I'm tired of hearing about the Can I be on? Oh, or, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just saying the first time, the first introduction where I saw like hot lesbian relationships that were functional, well, kind of, was the L word. Mm-hmm. And, um, lesbian! Yeah. I'm getting nervous just talking about it. I hear Lord. that. Whoa. Okay, whoa, amen. Let's get into some weather. Get it's her hot a fan. Here. Okay, I'm. Am I blushing? Who knows? Uh, it's going to be a high of 108 in Palm Springs today. 
a high of 93 in Houston, 66 in San Francisco, 72 in Buffalo, 108 in Cathedral City, and 109 in La Quinta. Now give us a vibe of the day. Never wait. Life goes faster than you think. It's true. Good advice. Good advice. All right, coming up, a Missouri teacher is forced to resign after his pride flag is compared to the Confederate flag, and we'll talk about it coming up next. Welcome back to the Morning Beat. Now, uh, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, and it's finally time to have this conversation. There's a teacher in the state of Missouri. Uh, if you've ever been to Missouri, uh, it is a, a very conservative state. Uh, not the, not mm, There's some pretty sketch areas. My brother lives there. My brother, my stepbrother lives there also. Um, and it's just not the safest space for LGBTQ people. Yeah. Well, for one person in particular, there's a Missouri teacher who was forced to resign uh, resign after the school district told him to remove a pride flag uh, and not discuss sexuality at all. Um, parents were upset about this. They complained uh, because the pride flag was in his classroom. Uh, his name is John M. Wallace, uh, and he was hired to teach speech, theater, and world mythology at Neosho Junior High School. I went to a speech therapist my entire childhood. I had a really, really bad lisp. Uh, it still comes out in moments. I, I hear it, but I had to work on it, and, and it's it, it's a special type of job. You have to be a special type of person yeah. uh, to work with kids uh, who have a speech impediment uh, and maybe have some insecurities that are attached to that. Well, he's filed a complaint now with the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Civil Rights. Uh, in a series of tweets over Labor Day weekend, uh, he explained what led to his exit. Uh, saying, at the beginning of the school year, I had two signs above my whiteboards that read, in this classroom, everyone is welcome, and an LGBTQ plus pride flag on my bookshelf. Uh, it, it's a, this is an attempt to make my classroom more open and welcoming for all of my students, and nothing was ever taught about the flag because it stood there as a reflection of my classroom as a safe space for my LGBTQIA plus students. So no agenda, not pressing this on yeah, anybody. Yeah, great. Uh, and this is a young teacher. Uh, he's 22 years old. Uh, and was told last week that a parent complained and alleged that he was going to teach their child to be gay. That's what the, the parent thought. Okay. Now, in a statement uh, released by the superintendent, Jim Cummings, I'm not going to make a joke there, uh, as per all personnel matters, there is a limited amount of information that is allowed to be shared by the school district um, and said that uh, they can't discuss that right this right now. So... Cummings also wrote uh, Wallace was hired uh, on August 13th and resigned on September 1st. Jeez. Two weeks later. In that letter provided to the news leader, which is the local newspaper, Wallace said he planned to pursue a different career path. So here's my issue. You're a 22-year-old teacher who's trying to create a safe space for children to feel... Also 22. That's a totally different generation. Totally. And already, after two weeks, ready to choose a different career path because this a-hole superintendent did this to you? Yeah. Because some parent was upset that you were trying to teach their child to be gay? Honey, if you're upset about your kid possibly being gay or worried about that, um, I I, I think you should reconsider uh, how you're raising your child. Now, he was forced to resign, uh, essentially, by the school district um, and... 
We're actually going to talk to him in just a little bit. Our producer, Justin, reached out, got a hold of him. Yeah, I'm excited to talk with him. He's going to be him. calling in um, in our next segment. But before we get there, I just want to like talk about how damaging this is. Well, I mean, here's the problem. He's not teaching them sex education. He's not teaching them what it's like to have sex with another male or another female. He's simply opening the space so that people feel safe, that kids feel safe in a town where they don't have really anywhere to go. And I think that it's... It's okay for people to force the Pledge of Allegiance on us, but we can't have a pride flag that just says, hey, if, you, if you're if you different, well, let's, it's let's, okay. Let's talk about that, though. You say he's not teaching sex education, right? What if he was? Because guess what? I was taught sex education. Never once was my type of sex discussed. I was taught how boys and girls reproduce together. I mean, he could, but, but I'm but, saying but, but, he's... That's fine, but he's not. That's uh, what I'm saying. But, boys but, and girls, but, but, girls and girls, boys and boys. And that, but, that's the th- but, but that's the... Con- that doesn't even matter. To me, that doesn't even matter. Because if you're teaching sex education, in my mind, you should be te- teaching all types. Right. All of it. But I'm saying... To my point, he's not. Te- he's could be. He's teaching regular classes. No, I get that. He's not pushing a sexual agenda. I get that. He's not. All he's saying is, if you're different, this room is for you. It's safe. And you're safe. That's it. That's all he said. And I'm saying he could take it a lot further, and I'd still be comfortable with it. Yeah, but as, I'm saying as for as the ones that would. are uncomfortable, yeah. he. But we would be comfortable with it, of and that should be a conversation. Of but I'm saying these people are so lack-minded and close-minded. Yep. All he did well, that's the hard was part. have a pride flag, and people are now he's got to quit his job. You can't even get to the conversations uh, around X, Y, and Z if you're not willing to go to B, C, and D. Yeah, and that's where the, this parent and and apparently this school board. The superintendent are. They don't even understand the conversation. They can't even begin to have it because they don't understand the experience. So to lose out on somebody who went to college, got their degree, graduated by 22, by the way. I think I was 25 when I finally got through college because I was coming out and and struggling through my own journey. Mm -hmm. I dropped out of an entire – I dropped out my sophomore year, failed out an entire semester, literally got like a 0.0 GPA because it was the semester I came out. And it was so hard for me because of my family and my own personal demons I was dealing with. And it took me years of community college and other things to get back into school and eventually graduate from Ohio State. Yeah. I went to three colleges because it was that difficult. This young person graduated and got a, got a job as a teacher by the age of 22. Yep. And in just over two weeks was fired for creating a safe space. That's it. For young people. That's it. That's it. Think about that. It's literally that simple. Not talking about being gay, not putting it on anybody, not whatever these parents want to say. He simply had a pride flag in his room. Mm. And that is what got this young man fired. I'm very happy to say that we have him on the show. He'll be joining us coming up next. Uh, We'll be checking in with this teacher, John M. Wallace. Every now and then here on The Morning Beat, uh, we set aside a little time for a segment we call Checking In. Now, often it's because uh, Michaela and I genuinely just need a mental health check-in yes. with each other. Uh, but sometimes we actually invite a special guest to do just that. Uh, and right now is one of those times. Uh, if you were just with us a moment ago, we talked about this teacher uh, who'd been working at a school in Missouri for just over two weeks. Uh, 22-year-old teacher ready to inspire the hearts and minds of young people. Uh, and this teacher had a rainbow flag in their classroom on the wall just to let LGBTQIA plus kids know that it was a safe space. Mm-hmm. This teacher was not teaching any sort of homophobic or hom- uh, uh, LGBTQ agenda. Like none of that was going on. 
However, a parent was really upset, went to the school board. Essentially, he was forced to resign. Yeah. Uh, his name is John M. Wallace, uh, and that teacher is joining us right now. John, thank you so much for being here. How are you? Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, I'll be honest. It's been a it's been a minute, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah of course. Well, okay. Talk us talk us through this. You know, we we shared the article and and our thoughts, but talk us through the process uh, because it was a two to three week period that you worked for the school. It happened very quickly. Uh, what were you hoping to accomplish as your your first year as a teacher? Mm-hmm. Uh, when did you know things were turning? Um, and and what is what has gone on since? Yeah, so, um, look, I graduated from Neo Show. I went to Neo Show, and um, I was so excited to be back. I was closeted my whole time in high school. I didn't have any teachers who were open and accepting of the LGBTQIA plus community. So I thought that I would be able to be that teacher for my students. So that, that flag was on my bookshelf just to show those students that there was support. Um, and by the third day of school, everything went crazy. Third day. And the third day of school, Ugh. yeah. It's... I had to have a meeting with my administrators that day. Um, and that's when I was instructed to take the flag down, and I had a sign above my whiteboard that said, in this classroom, everyone is welcome. That had to go down, too. That's um, Okay, that's okay, insane. I want to understand something. Because we were talking about this earlier, the article, and all you did was say, if you're different, you're welcome. Everybody has a voice. Everyone's here. What was the exactly. challenge? So um, a, a parent thought I was going to teach their child to be gay. Um, and that was enough for my administrators to say, oh, no, this might be a problem. And, I mean, because of that, I had to take it down. They chose to believe the bigotry of that parent over the person that they hired for the job. Uh, is is there Insane. anyone in the school administration or your fellow teachers? I know you weren't there very long, but did you get support from anybody or did they just sort of like blacklist you and you were out? Yeah. So a lot of the teachers and especially a lot of the students were very supportive of me. But the teachers were like, look, I'm supportive, but I've got to be private about it because I don't want to target on my back. Yeah. Um, and it was just crazy. So have you, since this has all happened, have you see, have you received uh, the support that you wanted from the community? Have uh, parents come out? Like, what has been the backlash sort of like out of school now just in your hometown? Yeah, so I'll, I'll, be, so I, I'll be honest. I'm surprised at the amount of support I did receive from parents. Um, but I'm not surprised at how much hate has been pushed at me from the community. I've had to stay away from the comment sections a lot because there's been a lot of negative comments, people accusing me of really terrible things. Um, and that's nothing new in this community, um, because I'm from here. I know how it works. So there's been a lot of support and I'm glad for that support. People have reached out to me privately through messages or whatever, but in the comment sections, especially for local news, it's been pretty negative. And I'm not surprised by that. So I've just kind of stayed away from the comments there. So, so I know that uh, some politicians in the state of Missouri have, have shared their thoughts on this. I've seen that online. Um, what, what are the next steps? Are you talking to attorneys? Are you talking to any politicians? Has anybody reached out to you and said, hey, we want to offer help mm-hmm. uh, and support? Uh, because you're, you're, you're clearly uh, somebody who should be. Uh, helping mold the hearts and minds of young people. So I don't want you to see this as a deterrent. I want you to see it as an opportunity uh, to take your message on a, on a bigger scale. Uh, has anybody reached out to you? 
Uh, yeah, so I filed, uh, I filled out um, uh, a kind of like a form with Lambda Legal, and they got back to me last night, um, and they said it's possible that my school district violated the Civil Rights Act, and hello? they gave me a list of... Hello? No. Oh, sorry, no, I was saying <laughs> to you, I was like, hello, hello, duh, yeah. yes, they did. <laughs> sorry, honey. So, yeah, um, so they gave me a list of lawyers to contact. I haven't been, no one's reached out to me personally, um, but I do have a list of people I can contact in the state of Missouri. Well, what moving forward are your steps? Do you want to go back to teaching? What does it look like for you now that this story has gone viral? Yeah, it's so it's been I, I've had a lot of time to sit and think about it now that I'm not in the classroom anymore. And it's just been such a terrible reaction to everything. I don't think that I want to be a school teacher anymore in public K through 12 education, at least not in the state of Missouri, until there are clear protections for our educators and our students. Um, Missouri has no non-discrimination policy or law that protects our educators and students that are part of the LGBTQIA plus community. Um, And until that happens, I'm afraid to teach anywhere else. I just want to use this as an example. Like all of us went to school. Obviously, we have nieces and nephews. Our producer has a baby. And I feel like it would have been so nice to have had my child walk into your classroom. I would have been actually so excited to have you teach my child. I would have been thrilled. I would have been thrilled. Uh, It's what I would want my child to know. And because of one parent, they've now ruined the experience and you don't want to go back to teaching. So this is why representation is so important. It's hard to be the first. We talked about that this morning. And your bravery and you sticking to what you believe in and for our community in a small town, not knowing the support you really do have around the nation. I just want to commend you. And it's so hard. You don't even get paid enough to Teacher. I'm going to speak very clearly to you right now, John, okay? Um, and to our listeners at uh, Y98HD2 in St. Louis, in Missouri. I've spent a lot of time in St. Louis, a lot of time in Fenton, Missouri. My stepbrother's uh, mother lived there, and we would go there in the summertime almost every single year. Uh, my my older brother lives in Missouri. My older stepbrother lives in Missouri. Missouri is problematic AF. Like, they're, yeah. they're, 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 they are so backwards in their thinking in so much of that state. Um and I'm not saying that it is your duty or obligation to lean into that because because you do what is best for you first and foremost. Yeah. But also take some time to think about how this could be a huge turning point for not just for you, but for those kids who that message was initially for. Because there's still a lot of good that can come out of this. And this story is on every major publication right now. And a lot can happen in the matter of 24, 48, 72 hours. And be open to that. Be open to having conversations. And if it comes down to suing the crap out of the school district, and if you're comfortable doing that and you have a team to support you in doing that, you do that. Because I was a 22-year-old in the Midwest at one point, and I was struggling myself. Mm -hmm. And to already have it together to the point where you graduated college and got a job as a teacher... It took me until 25 to even get out of college because I struggled with my sexuality. So I, I say this, that it's, it's not your obligation. And if you don't want to carry this burden, don't. But after you take a few days away from it, and if you, and if you feel like it's, 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 a, it's a mountain you want to climb, 
You've got our support, and I know that you're going to have support of so many yeah. others. Reaching out to Lambda Legal was a, was a great yeah. step, by the way. John, you're incredible, and we really do wish you the best. If you need anything from us, give us a call. We're so happy that, you know, look, for our youth, they need you. You're 22. You are the youth. You're the new generation teaching the new generation. Can we tweet Lady Gaga or something? Like, our, our mother? <laughs> yeah. Our mother? You think she's listening? <laughs> we appreciate you, honey. Take care of yeah, yourself. Yeah, chin up. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, coming up, speaking of Gaga, we've given away a pair of tickets and we're going to find out if there's a winner uh, coming up next. Welcome back to The Morning Beat. Thank you so much for hanging with us. It's time for another round of What's Poppin'. But, Michaela, I think for What's Poppin' this hour, yeah. uh, we should switch things up a, a bit. Okay, honey, let's do it. So you've been doing something really cool recently. Uh, you are a Las Vegas girl yourself. Yes, I uh, am. You recently performed with Lady Gaga's band. Yes, I did. Which is awesome. Again, just quickly, what was that like? Honey, it was incredible. The venue is fabulous. The, music, the musicians are amazing. And Vegas is always such a good time. And it's Gaga. Honey, it's Gaga. It's Gaga. Gaga. I go Gaga for Gaga. Yes. Love her. Love her. Um, so we've been doing a contest here recently uh, to send uh, somebody to Las Vegas with a friend. We're going to cover the entire trip uh, so they can see Lady Gaga's jazz and piano residency. On the line right now, we have a few of our finalists. Yes, we do. Uh, we're narrowing it down. And at random, we're going to choose one of them right. in just a moment. Uh, and so they're all listening trying to figure out who's going to get these tickets. Who's going to Gaga, baby? running this promotion for a month. Listen, yes. we talked about this last week. We we're rating uh, the, the the queens of pop, and I said it's actually Gaga. Yeah. There was an argument. Uh, Lizzo made the argument it was Janet Jackson or Madonna. I said it's Gaga. It's Gaga. It's, so it's Gaga. I'm sweating right now. I would lose my mind if I actually won these tickets. I would too. I'm still trying to figure out how I can get a pair. Uh, yeah, well, but for me. the time has come. Should we, we have do a it? color we, on the line. We have a color on the line. we get one of our finalists on the line? Yes. All right. How about we talk to Alex Kelly? Alex, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Who would you bring to Gaga if you get the chance to go? Yeah. I'd bring my mom, to be honest with oh. you. Your mom. Okay, okay, I need to know. Okay, where are you calling from right now? Uh, Detroit. Okay, Detroit. Okay, so okay. I'll tell you this. Oh my God, AJ, we have listeners is, in Detroit. Okay. This is actually a moment for All right, us. Alex, this is a big deal. This is a big, <laughs> big moment. Before we make this final decision, I want to tell you something. I'm from the great state of Ohio. Um, oh my God! Yeah. You're not going to do this. Right right now. Guy, yeah, yeah. I graduated from the Ohio State University. Um, I do have I, I do have family in Pontiac, however, and my family has been vacationing oh, right. in the Upper Peninsula for eighty some years. However, um, <laughs> we don't talk about that state up north. Uh, we simply say two words, and I would like you to repeat them for me. Go oh, Bucks! Well, can you say it? Alex, uh, you say it. Oh, go Bucks! I don't, I don't, <laughs> you're yeah. going go to Gaga. Take You're going your to Gaga. Yes. You got the tickets. Congratulations. Yes. You're seeing Lady Gaga Jazz and Piano Las Vegas Residency, which is returning to Park MGM this October 14th through the 31st. You do not want to miss it. You got two tickets, a hotel stay at the Park MGM round trip airfare for you and ah. your mom. Plus, we're going to throw in 500 bucks. How do you feel? Alex. Oh, my God. I feel amazing. This is like the best surprise this morning i really appreciate it thank oh you oh my god what, does thank your mom you. does your mom even know that you submitted for this she's listening right now oh my, oh my god. god wait what's your mom's name <laughs> and oh, Anne. i love Anne. Anne and alex going to see okay. lady gaga I likes know channel q i'm curious to know what is it about lady gaga uh that has maybe brought you and your mom a little bit closer in your relationship 
You know, I came out way before Gaga was a thing, but honestly, Gaga, I think, kind of brought the ball world and everything else out to this public that hasn't been around in the last 30 years, and I think a lot of that connected to my mom in a different way. Alex, this is incredible. Listen, I sang with the band last week. You're going to have the best time ever. Congratulations to you and Mama. Please tell our listeners, who is sending you to Lady Gaga with your mother? Channel Q. That's right. Have the time of your life. Wait, we did something, AJ. Listen, we did a thing today, Michaela. We did a thing. We did a thing. Also, you need to, when you go there, I want you to document the heck out of this and post on social media. Put it on Instagram and tag We Are Channel Q. You can tag Michaela and I, too, if you want. It's no big deal. Yeah. Um, But most importantly, have the time of your life, okay? Have fun, honey. Thank you so much. Okay. Have a good day. You too, baby. Oh my okay, God. but also we just sent somebody just, to Vegas we just to sent Gaga. To Vegas. We're doing God's That's work really on a Thursday. incredible. But you also can still go see Lady Gaga's jazz and piano residency shows live in Las Vegas. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com, but you're going to have to pay for them because we already gave the free yeah, ones away. Yeah, sorry. Congrats, Alex and Ann. Congratulations. I'm still so impressed so cool. by us. It's almost time for news on the beat. I just want to let our listeners know one thing, that our uh, our girl Michaela is a scaredy cat. Oh my God. No, I'm not. This you is what he does. No idea what just happened you guys don't know what he does to me every day okay okay i will tell the story (laughs) this started during the pandemic aj is six five okay and a half and a half Mm -hmm. i'm five two Mm -hmm. okay so aj i'll be like i'm gonna go to the bathroom and then as i come back aj will find a way to hide himself Mm -hmm. and jump out and he terrifies me absolutely every day and every day you think this is gonna get old never gets old i'm constantly terrified i'm creative you're very creative you know that my dream is to be in a real life horror film it's all you want to do so so use me as practice every day what did i do this time so he literally goes i go do you want to go pee with me and he goes (laughs) no i'm gonna sit here maybe and i was like what does that mean he's like Maybe I'm not going to be behind any walls. Maybe I'm not going to be jumping out of anything. And I was like, oh, God, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So I literally run to go pee. I come out of the bathroom. Let's just say use the restroom. I check. Sorry. I know. I guess because I'm 33, I should say it proper. I walk out of the restroom. I look around to every corner where I know. I look in the reflections. Like I knew you would. I'm terrified. I'm about to get terrified. I make it through like a whorehouse, like a whorehouse. And I'm like, okay, I made it through. He's not going to scare me. But then I look through our window and he's not sitting there. And I'm like, oh my God, my something seat, is wait, about to happen. my seat was empty? Your seat was empty. Uh-oh. And I was like, where is he? I'm about to get it. I open our studio door. He has contorted himself in such a way, jumps <laughs> up, like screaming. Oh no, I didn't even jump. No, you just I just seemed tall. I was sitting on the ground and all I said was, hi. I, and then I <laughs> threw myself on the ground. I hurt my knee. I dropped it on some metal. <laughs> dropped it like it was hot, honey. And she's like, well, how do I get a hold of my insurance? Yeah, and then I'm like, I need an insurance. <laughs> I I have never, it pleases me in such a way. Would that be considered a workplace injury? I don't know. Mm, I don't know. Thank you, though. Uh-huh. Um, I will say, like, it does not make me mad at all. It pleases me so much. You love being scared. I love when you scare me because it's hilarious <laughs> afterwards. But in the time of me trying to figure out when you're about to terrify me to when you do, panic. Well, it's always fun because there's no point throughout our morning where we're fully, like, awake, fully functioning human beings. By the end of this show, we might be at 50%. Like, Maybe. real talk, we're just always tired. And so the way that I wake her up is scaring the living daylights but out of her. also, the other stations have no idea about this game we play, so it just it's, is a random, well, and, horrifying yeah. And people are slowly coming back to oh work my God, now. They haven't seen us. us for a year and a half, and they're like, <laughs> what on earth is going on over just in the morning beat? Screaming bloody murder. We're professionals. We are professionals. Want to do some news in the 
the beat? I will professionally. An icon unfortunately passed away. So sad. Carl Bean, the HIV and LGBTQ activist, gospel singer, and minister who sang the LGBTQ Pride song, I Was Born This Way, died at 77 years old on September 7th following an illness. Bean's song inspired Lady Gaga's anthem, Born This Way, off her 2011 album titled The Same. Take a listen. I'm happy. R.I.P. to an icon. Now let's get into a little bit of weather. It's going to be a high of 109 in La Quinta, 108 in Cathedral City, 72 in Cleveland, a high of 73 in Chicago, honey, 70 in Buffalo, 81 in Seattle, 90 in Miami, and 108 in Palm Springs. Looking hot. Now give us a vibe of the day. Never wait. Life goes faster than you think. I waited by that door, honey, and I sure scared you. You sure did, honey. And you jumped faster than I ever could have imagined. Honey, I thought I saw a ghost. <laughs> and speaking of, a woman ghosted a man over a dating red flag. But is she being too old-fashioned? Probably for us old hussies. That was a nice transition. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so there's this video going viral on TikTok. It has millions, literally millions of views right now uh, because a woman is saying that she caught... A major dating red flag on her ring camera. You know what a ring is? It's the thing on your front yes. door. We have one. When people come or go, it records them. Whatever. It's a home security system. Yes. And she's saying that she's ghosting this guy who she went on one date with because of what she saw on this camera when mm-hmm. he did not know anybody was looking. Okay? So I'm going to tell you what she saw because I'm sure you haven't read the article yet, Michaela, because I love you. Amen. And I, I did. And I prepared for you. Thank you. So here's what she saw. Was he picking his nose? Nah. Did he murder somebody? Did he steal something? Was he getting into her mail? Trying to break in? No. None of those things. Here's what he did. You ready for it? Mm -hmm. He got back in his car and pulled out of the driveway before she was fully inside the house. Door locked behind her. She said, nope, that's a red flag. It's a no-no. Because on top of the fact that he did not open the door for her, uh-huh. he didn't wait to see if she got in, okay, and she went off. Um, You're she never going to believe this. She was this. upset. This sounds crazy. Oh, God. It's a red flag for me, too. Okay, is it a red flag that would make you not go on a second date with somebody? Or no. make you just question? So this is funny. It's not even like a dating thing. I think it's just... Um, important especially as a woman like I would expect my friends to also wait like I'll judge my friends if they don't wait for me to get into the house Mm -hmm. because I think that it just shows um you want to make sure they're in safe nobody can like rob them as they're entering the home like you're there to make sure they're okay and it's it's a love language to me it's like Mm. a a way to show that you like considerate you're considerate and it's so funny because a friend of mine dropped me off the other day and sped off and I was like, not sped off, but just drove away before I was in. And it's, I literally, in my head, I was like, is that weird that I think that it's like crappy? I, 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 I get that because I am the guy, you know me. I would never, ever, ever, ever drive away before I saw somebody safely inside their home. But let's just back up for a moment. For a moment. Do you know, like, of people who've been, like, attacked in the two seconds between a car dropping them off? And, like, I know people have been attacked going into their homes and things like that. 
But what is the fear? Is that there's somebody in the bushes somewhere? Or yeah. is there somebody waiting for that moment when you drop somebody off? After a date, that they're going to come out and attack. Like, is it a is it a is it a logical concern, or is I this think, a common courtesy? I think it's just a. I think it's a common courtesy. Yeah. I think that we have. It's not totally unlikely that somebody could, in a matter of you getting dropped off. I mean, somebody could be waiting in the bushes, and if the car drops off, if the car speeds off, they could jump out and attack. If the car's waiting, mm-hmm. it may keep the. Because uh, actually, this happened to me the other day, and it scared me so bad. But I was driving home. I drove myself home. <laughs> rare, rare occasion. <laughs> so stupid. And I didn't wait for myself to get inside. Um, I parked my car and I went to walk into my house and there was a guy standing by the bushes and it was dark outside. You have some tall bushes outside down your street too. Yeah. Where they could actually hide. And I ran back to my car. I was on the phone with Lisa and I got back into my car and then the guy continued walking. Was he somebody to fear? I don't know. I'm 5'2", and I'm scared, and it's in the dark, and I'm not taking any chances with the stories that we hear and tell. So he ended up walking away, and then I went back into my house. But could he have been harmless? Yeah, but what if he wasn't? And I didn't see him till I approached my driveway. And so I just feel like it's a courtesy thing. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do watching you walk into your gate, but I never drive away until you're safely into your gate. Well, I told you, my mom, when we were at the fair a few years ago in my hometown, and it's a hillbilly, hillbilly event, right? I walked into like a public restroom and like a group of three or four guys, kind of farmer types, wearing camo, walked in after me. My mom started to follow them into the restroom because she's like, I just didn't want them in there with you. They scared me. So my mom was like, I don't know what I thought I was going to do, but I wanted to make sure you were safe. And luckily I walked out and everything was fine. Yeah. Because 99.9% of the time, everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Is it? But it, it does feel a little bit like to me though, because she's also upset about two things. One, that he didn't wait, but two, that he didn't, didn't get the door for her, the car door. And to me, I think it's interesting because we're in a really interesting time right now with gender roles where, where some women still very much want you to pull out chairs, open doors, do those sorts of things. Some women do not want you to do it at all because it's it's degrading and it's it's, it's we're we're all equal now, right? And so for this woman in particular, I think that had he not driven away without waiting for her, she might not have noticed the door thing right. as much. But in hindsight, she's like, okay, well, there's a list of things now. And she totally ghosted him. Well, here's the thing. I um, base my whole door experience off of an Italian movie. And if the man gets your door. Gigli. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gigli. same. <laughs> no. Ben Affleck, ben, Jennifer, is incredible. Incredible, iconic. If the man gets your door, you lean over and open the door to get his door. And that's how you do it. Okay, Thank you. So that's how we do it. Can I tell you, I hope my partner's listening to this because for nine years, this has been a debate. He thinks it's insane. I say, I get your door, get you in, lean across and open my door for me. So but, he won't listen, do it. As a lesbian woman. And he's 6'3". As a lesbian woman, it's not a male thing. It's not a dominant thing. It's courteous. If you want to get my door for me, Lisa, which she always does. So good. I'm going to lean over. I'm so glad And I'm going to open. This. And also... It's like a test. If you want to talk about red flags, in the movie it actually says, and growing up I was taught, if the girl does not lean over to get the door, she's out. Yeah. They're not right or die. Yeah. Because ev- almost every single person I've ever dated in my entire life has done that. Yeah. They go, they'll reach across on the passenger side and open the door. Emil will not do it. He thinks it's the weirdest thing. I need you to have a talk. I need you to watch this movie with him, please. I need to give him the Italian talk. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have a do whole lot of... To, do you want me to take him to the desert Italian talk or you want oh, to no, not, cheesecake factory? We're not there yet. Okay. We're not there yet. Maybe just, maybe, maybe, uh, 
plate of spaghetti and meatballs you could share somewhere. Okay. There's a place called Frankie's down on Melrose near okay. me. It's really cute. It's authentic. It's not you that great. You want me to take them out back? Or... No, Michaela. Okay, not just... just stay in the restaurant, well-lit mm. areas. Okay. Um, and, just, and actually just talk, like with words. Is words code for... Oh, God. Tell me something good. I've got good news for you, Michaela. Tell me that you like it. You're a little over 33 years old right now. Almost 35. Because <laughs> you're bad at math. Michaela said yesterday, I'm almost 35. I'm like, you're 33, so you're almost 34. Because I know, but that means almost 35. So that's what I'm working with every day. I've got good news for you, though. You're only okay. a third of the way to 100. Oh, good. So you've still got lots of life ahead of you. Oh, good, honey. Your uh, grandmother, Vivian, may she rest in oh, peace, lived PV. to 94, was it? Sure did, honey. Sure did. So you can make it to 100. Um, and 100 is still young. If you're this one grandma who just set a Guinness World Record as a power lifter, she's still winning trophy, trophies. Come I mean, on. this is just crazy to me. Come on. It's almost 100. She's 98 years old in 94 days. She's a great-great-grandmother. Her name is Edith Murway Traina. She already has a Guinness World Record as the oldest female competitive powerlifter under her belt. And now she successfully deadlifted 150, 150 pounds. That's insane. This is pretty incredible. She's a former dance instructor and performer. Oh, uh, is this so me? It could be you. <laughs> um, she's born in the Bronx, so she knows she's tough. Go off, sis. Lives in Florida. She survived COVID there. That's that's a wonder. She's this old. She's still going strong. Uh, and she has no plans of stopping anytime this soon. This is unbelievable. I just, listen, I don't know that I could lift a, deadlift 150 pounds right now. I used to be able to deadlift like 350, like back in the day, like a couple years ago. Pre-COVID. Yeah. And then COVID oh, happened not... and I started drinking White Claws and eating boxes of cheese. Okay, but also peep this. The 100 just showed. The 100 just revealed herself. She has a life alert on. Well, listen. <laughs> she has a life alert on. Lifting, deadlifting in particular is strenuous. I'm not mad at it. Dude, I might get a life alert. I love this. I love this too. What do you got for me? Okay, well, Simone Biles is incredible. She's an icon. She's an Olymp- uh, she's a, an Olympic medalist, but she's helping. Joyce, is it Suni Lee or Sunny Lee? Suni. Suni Lee. Sunisa is her is her actual beautiful. name. Beautiful. Suni. Yep. Yeah. Well, she's beautiful too. Uh, but Suni Lee's father uh, is in a wheelchair. He's uh, partially paralyzed. And it was from when he fell off a ladder and suffered a spinal cord injury uh, doing yard work in 2019, which is very difficult. Um, and so she, he wanted to see her daughter, his daughter, you know, do her thing. And it's difficult in his wheelchair. So Simone Biles uh, gifted him a new wheelchair that is custom fitted and will give him more independence when moving around so that he's able to be a part of it. Also, Suni Lee is going to be a contestant on Dancing with the Stars. Yep. So he's going to need that mobility, honey, so he can see Amen. his girl dance. I love that. Listen, I think it's so incredible. I love doing Tell Me Something Good. Also, it's brought to you by McDonald's. At any moment, that can give you a sweet relief as a moment to look forward to. And now for a limited time at McDonald's, you can get a small McCafe pumpkin spice latte, hot or iced, for just $2 Prices might vary. For example, it might be $2 where AJ's from. Here it's $78,000 in California. <laughs> it's still cheap all over. Yeah, it is. It sure is. I love McDonald's. Uh, well, as always, thank you for listening to our show. Thank you to our guests. And uh, I hope you have a great day. I love you. I love you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 